This is Just the Right Book, and I'm Roxanne Cody of R.J. Julia Booksellers. Each week, I hope to bring to you the stories behind the books, talking with some of the very best contemporary nonfiction authors, books that are timeless and charming, provocative and of the moment. The conversations you want to hear about the books you need to read. Every other week, we post a new podcast, and we thought we'd try something new this week. I'm going to call it a shorter version of Just the Right Book that we post in the week between our regular podcasts. We're going to call it Just the Right Book Shorts, or at least that's what we're going to call it for now. Every other week, I will be joined by Bill Goldstein. Bill is the founding editor of the book site of the New York Times on the web. He reviews books and interviews authors for NBC's Weekend Today in New York. He's also the author of the forthcoming biography of Larry Kramer. And he's also a friend. And he's also been a regular on this podcast over the last couple of years. So here's what we thought of as a format. We're each going to talk about three books, and we're going to try to, like, control ourselves and keep it to three books. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about a book we're reading or a book we just finished, a current best-selling book in either because we read it or we have observations about it, and a book that's coming out soon. So I'm going to call this show an experiment. I would love to hear your thoughts. So you could... Give me your thoughts on this shorter program as well as our regular podcast. Of course, we want you to subscribe. But if you have any feedback for us, I would love to have you email me at podcast at rjjulia.com. And with that, Bill, welcome to Just the Right Book Shorts. Well, thank you, Roxanne. I'm so honored to be here and that we're doing this new thing. It's just a privilege and a total pleasure always to talk to you. So thank you. So let's start with what are you reading? Well, I just finished I Have Some Questions for You, which is the new novel by Rebecca Mackay that has just been published. And she is, as I think many people listening will remember, the author of The Great Believers, which is a magnificent novel. It was published in 2018. One of the things that uh, is remarkable to me about that book and then all of Rebecca Mackay's books, especially I have some questions for you now, is that she has this ability to tell more than one story in a novel and to have many characters, often in different time frames, and yet it feels like a coherent that's that's a mild word. It feels like a whole, and you are moving back and forth sometimes in this novel. It begins uh, in the present day with a a woman who is a, a famous podcaster returning to her prep school to teach a course on podcasting. And then what comes up is a crime that was committed, uh, the murder of a friend of hers, a young woman, that now the group of students is, is exploring in a true crime podcast that they're creating. So I have some questions for you. I recommend wholeheartedly and hope that anyone who loved The Great Believers or any of other Rebecca Mackay's books will will be reading this immediately. I think it was published last week. So that's that's my first entry. So, Bill, without belaboring your exquisite description, I, too, am one of those readers of Great Believers that just adored it. And I finished her new book in a minute. 
<laughs> and immediately wrote about it in a newsletter to our customers because I can't imagine a reader that won't enjoy it. And for exactly the reason you say, all of us have past that inform our present and all of us create our past to justify our present. Yes. And, and she sort of pokes at that. Okay, so the book I'm reading, which I also found propulsive, is a book called Absent Moon by Luis Schwartz. And he is a renowned Brazilian publisher. This is a, I don't know if I'd call it a memoir, but it's memoir-ish. And I picked it up because Bill Clegg, who's his agent, and I were having breakfast and we were talking about the transference of trauma. And he he said, you're going to have to read this book because Luis's father's story is very similar to my father's story as a Holocaust survivor. But Luis Schwartz, it turns out, unbeknownst to all of his friends, a wide circle of people suffers from severe depression and has bipolar disease. And this book describes what that's like. It's a, you know, a la Andrew Solomon and others who have written, but this is a smaller, much smaller book than Andrew Solomon's. So it's a story of his family's background and his upbringing, which is fascinating in and of its own right. But his capacity to describe the devastation or the loss of breath that depression is, is exquisite, is whether you experience it or know someone who has experienced it. And he's doing what more and more we hope and see is being done, and that is he is making it okay, despite success and standing, to disclose what one is dealing with. So that's called Absent Moon by Louise Schwartz. I'm very eager to read that. I mean, myself, I mean, not only from what you say, from what I've read about it. And I mean, hearing you say it makes me want to read it immediately. And one of the things that's so wonderful about what you describe is I sometimes fear, oh, I've read so many memoirs. I I don't know that I really want to read another one right now. And then you hear of a book like this or, you know, several memoirs that I've read in the last year where you just say, I, I am so glad I read this. And this is one of those books. So thank you. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about a current best-selling book. And what I thought we would do here, Bill, is talk about something on the bestseller list that either we think is representative of something that might be worth our discussing or a book that we picked up and we were surprised we liked it or we picked up because it was on the bestseller list. So over to you. Well, the the book that immediately sprang to mind, I love this. It's almost like a party game. And what comes to mind, the most recent unexpected bestseller that you read, meaning unexpected, did you expect it to be a bestseller and did you expect to read it yourself, is wonderful book. I just loved it. Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. And this book was published last spring and I heard about it, even heard Bonnie Garmus speak about it. And I was interested, but I didn't feel compelled to read it. And at Christmas, 
I became more and more curious over the months because of the, the fact that the book continued to be on the bestseller list and after months and months continued to rise on the bestseller list. And then in December was the number one bestseller. It's very unusual for a book that's published six or seven months before to become a number one bestseller uh, that late in its career. And yet it's only mid-career for this book because it's still on the bestseller. It's been on the bestseller list, I noticed this week, for 41 weeks. So I read it in two days at Christmas. And I feel like it was a fantastic Christmas present to myself. It's about a woman, Elizabeth Zotz, in the 50s and 60s. She's a, a scientist whose career is derailed for ways you know, the novel obviously depicts. And then she gets into a very unusual uh, sort of side career of becoming a cooking show host on public television. And the book was just magical to me and unputdownable. I mean, I know that's a cliche, but to me, what was amazing about it was the complete freshness of the voice and the the sense that Elizabeth Zotz, the main character, is not a character you've ever read about before. And yet I was consumed, partly because I guess I read The World According to Garp when I was young, by the fact that so much seemed to be influenced, to be free of the influence of, but to be influenced by the antic and serious voice of John Irving, the way almost crazy events are happening, and yet they begin to seem normal in the story that you're reading, even though much of it is outlandish. And in that novel, or in his novels, there are bears. Here's a, a sort of talking, thinking dog. Accidents befall these people that change their lives irrevocably. There are orphans, there are single mothers. And yet, for all of those echoes that I felt, I could not believe how new this all seemed because Elizabeth Zotz and her career problems as a, as a woman scientist and as a single mother felt as if I were reading something that had not been explored before, certainly in, in this kind of inventive way with this, with this magical central character. And one of the things that I think is interesting, and I'd like to hear what you say about the bestseller list, is I think we've become inured over the last number of years to quick bestsellers that rise and fall because of so many pre-orders. And so the popularity peaks. And yet looking at the bestseller list, there are several books now on it. This is one of them, Lessons in Chemistry. The Midnight Library, which has been on the bestseller list for something like 80 weeks. Matthew McConaughey's memoir, Green Lights. Um, the number two bestseller is another book I really want to read called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. And so the, the endurance of these books through word of mouth seems to me quite a remarkable difference, at least over the last few years, that is wonderful to me because it, it shows that booksellers and individual readers are fueling sales in a way that I think many people in the industry might have stopped hoping they could do, you know, and, and now we've regained some new perspective on, on the way books become and remain popular. So a couple of uh, points parallel to what you're saying. So Lessons in Chemistry is selling hundreds and hundreds of copies. And one of the women at RJ Julia's said, Roxanne, you have got to read Lessons in Chemistry. So, of course, I brought it home and it, you know, goes on the teetering, you know, <laughs> growing pile. It's now like a pillar in my house. And I picked it up 
And I was charmed, but it quickly lost standing to other books that were occupying my brain. So I don't have a good or a bad thing to say about it, but it mm-hmm. it's still on my bedside table. It may have frankly moved off. I'm not sure. <laughs> but to your point about, think about where the crawdads sing. Yes. These books, I agree with you. I find it extremely heartening that these books are staying on the bestseller list in in some cases for years. And, you know, I think about the Scribner book that came out, All the Light. Yes. That was another one that was on the bestseller list. So to me, and I'm not going to be disabused of this belief, to me, that is indication of a breadth of readers that the hand selling, so to speak, that's going on friend to friend and people's interest in picking up a book feels expansive to me. That that's what, it's not because there aren't a lot. I mean, I think that there continue to be a stunning, appealing array of new books that are, you know, like you say, you think, well, I'm not, I can't read another memoir. I can't read another fiction book that's about this, that. And yet then a writer comes along who does it so brilliantly and engrossingly that, oh yes, you can, you can read that. (laughs) So now when I think about the bestseller list, I cannot help but bring up Colleen Hoover, who I have to say I have not yet read, but I will for nothing else out of understanding of readers. So on the New York Times bestseller list of 10 books from this past Sunday's bestseller list, Colleen Hoover's books are five out of the 10. And on the paperback list, her books are six out of 15. So this is a lot of Colleen Hoover. So now, Bill, we have three minutes to quickly talk about a book that we read that's coming out. Well, the book I want to tell you about is Enchantment by Catherine May. The subtitle is Awakening Wonder in an Anxious Age. And she wrote a book, I think it was two years ago, called Wintering. And this is just a, a wonderful book. It's not usually the kind of book I'm drawn to, just like I think Wintering, a kind of semi-self-help book, but that's what I might have thought it was. But Wintering is about all of the different ways in which ideas of winter, ideas of snow have influenced culture, influenced our psyche, our cultural heritage, and she just has this great curiosity. So you learn about winter and all its all of these experiences around the world of winter and the way in which myth and stories have talked about winter. And this book is about what she calls enchantment, which is how in this crazy world, a, a world made more crazy by the pandemic, can we sort of go back to small wonder, as she put it, small wonder magnified 
through meaning, fascination caught in the web of fable and memory. And it's about finding quiet, finding peace, but it is not simply a journey inside. I mean, what's so wonderful, as I said about what was in wintering, is in Enchantment, she goes uh, around the world. She tells us about the experience of meteors in 1833 and to recover this level of enchantment with nature, with other people, with the world. And she also takes us to the Zen peacemaker order. I mean, so it's a kind of travelogue as well as interior look. You learn a lot about her childhood. I just love Catherine May's writing. And uh, I found this not only beautiful, but comforting. And it just seemed like the perfect book for me at this moment. So Enchantment by Catherine May. Okay, I'm going to pick that up. So the book I'm going to talk about is Hang the Moon. I'm just realizing I talked about two out of three of the books I'm talking about have moon in the title. I'll have to think about what that means. Hang the Moon is by Jeanette Walls of Glass Castle fame. Just like you said about Rebecca Mackay, if you read Glass Castle, nothing in there is what you would expect to find in Hang the Moon. Hang the Moon is fiction that you read in a minute. It is about a fantastic character who's a female bootlegger and her family and her husbands and people around her and the characters and Jeanette Walls. I mean, we know she's a great storyteller. You read Hang the Moon and you just are gloriously happy that you and this book get to hang out together. That's all I can say. And I think it's coming out at the end of March. Okay, so we did this quickly, but I want to thank you, Bill, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. I want to remind everybody that they can email us at podcast at RJ Julia. We'll post the title in the show notes, but if you want us to email you the titles, write to us at podcast at RJ Joya. And we'll see if this works, right? We're calling it Just the Right Book Shorts. And I don't know, it's fun for us to do. We'll find out if people find it fun to listen to. I hope so. I hope so. All right. So we'll be back in two weeks. You are listening to Just the Right Book with Roxanne Cody, brought to you by Lit Hub Radio. The show is produced by Roxanne Cody, Michael Selleck, and Lit Hub Radio. Our editor is Gino Cardone at Pleasant Podcast. The original theme music is by Kurt Feldman. You can subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. I am Roxanne Cody. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any comments, observations, suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. You can email me at justtherightbook at rjjulia.com.